0: This is the Prayer Culture Podcast, where we talk about building prayer into the lives of Bible-centric churches and individuals. I'm your host, Michael Green. I have a background in missions to the Islamic world, as well as being the founding member of Puremore, a ministry that is dedicated to developing a deep culture of prayer within local churches and communities. My co-host, Patrick Rowe, is a board member of Puremore, as well as being a longtime church planner in the Greater Houston area and Thailand. This is the prayer culture podcast. As a reminder, the prayer culture podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button. Hey everybody. Thanks for joining us on the podcast again. So, um, today I'm with Patrick, of course, and we, what's up? I just said hi. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, okay, yeah. Patrick says hi. So here's the thing we're talking about today is interceding with faith. This is a key element of two or more prayer meetings um, because I'm a sovereignty guy, I love God's will and him doing his thing because it's way better than what I think or want, Mm -hmm. a million times better. Um, but in the Bible, people intercede with faith and confidence in things God wants to do, and he does things. So, the first question I'm just gonna ask you, Patrick, how do we intercede with great faith? Oh, with great faith. <laughs> with faith. Yeah, sure, How do no. we intercede with faith and just say... I mean, let me, let me just give a little context. For a very long time, I prayed believing God was going to do absolutely nothing or just being like, well, God doesn't really care what I have to say. He's just going to do what he wants to do. Okay. And so God, you know, do something because I know I'm supposed to pray, Right. but that's about it. And so God changed me a lot, especially in reading scripture and going, okay, we need to pray with
1: faith. So how do we intercede with faith? Hashtag? Yeah. So when you say, how do we intercede? I mean, we're talking about the context of we are approaching God with a need, with a request, and we're asking God to move on behalf of a situation, a person, whatever. Uh, so here's what I feel like the a little bit of some friction is, is if we're bringing something to God, it's because we think it's good. So, I mean, we're just counting on that. A- at least we're going to give Ourselves that much credit, you know that i'm not I'm not bringing something to God believing that it's wrong and that God would be violating his character or his nature by saying yes to it. So you start from that point of if I'm bringing something to God that I believe is good, then basically what I'm trying to do is make this appeal to God that He would agree that it's good. So now, what's happening is my faith is not just that the thing would happen. My faith is in the person I'm asking. Mm. So I know that God has the power. I know He has the ability. He has the authority. He has the right to do this if He wants to do it. Um, and I'm appealing to His goodness, His uh, His holiness, His moral perfection. I'm appealing to his sovereignty and his perspective because he's got this ultimate perspective. He sees everything all in its place. And so praying with faith, I think, first of all, and you said praying with great faith, and I would kind of tease you about it, but that's what we want. I mean, we, yeah. I don't want to pray with, even though Jesus says, hey, even very small faith, can accomplish great things but i would rather have great faith you know i don't want to have tiny faith i i want to have great faith and i think jesus says that because he wants us to not be focused on ourselves i think he wants us to be focused on god when right like Like it's your faith that does it god you know yeah yeah Yeah. he wants to dispel the whole idea of great people will receive great things small, insignificant people will receive nothing or receive small things. You know, he's trying to blow that whole idea up. Yeah. Say, if you have faith in God, God is great and God can move mountains. Mm-hmm. So trust in God. And even if it's a very small amount of trust, which we would probably all if we're being honest, we would probably all say I, I feel like my faith is so small. Uh we struggle. We just as human beings, we struggle to trust God. So To me, how do we intercede, how do we pray with faith is a question of faith in what or faith in whom. It's about trusting in God, not trusting that he will do the thing. I want to come to God believing that what I'm asking for is good and that he wants to do it. Otherwise, I shouldn't be asking, right? (laughs) Right. If if I think I'm asking for something shady or unimportant, then why am I asking? I'm coming to God asking for something. It goes without saying I think it's important and I think it's good. But I, so, I of course, I want to believe that God wants to do this, but I want to believe in God. I want my faith to be in God and his goodness and his power. And that if he agrees with me that the thing is good then it's as good as done. He'll do it. But then of course, and maybe you want to speak to this, how how do we handle the idea of, does God agree with me that this is good? And he may say no, and then I have to wrestle with God said no to me.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. Reconciling certain passages of scripture where there are promises of delivery (laughs) you know like so john 14 12 jesus says truly truly i say to you whoever believes in me will also do the works that i do and greater works than these will he do because i am going to the father whatever you ask in my name this i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask me anything in my name name i will do it you know, and then another passage is like Matthew seven, where Jesus says, "Ask and it will be given to you; seeking and you shall find; knocking the door, but be open to you." You know, maybe you could condense one like that down to a gospel level. You know, but really, the question here is reconciling that with God doesn't always do what I ask for. Like That's direct a fact. fact, it's a fact of life. He doesn't right, and so. I don't want to pray faithlessly, you know, but those, I mean, these passages do seem to be about delivery, like, you know, at the end of the day. And so like the way that I, the Lord has kind of helped me with this is first John five. So this is John who wrote the passage, John 14, about what Jesus says. And then it seems like he's really complimenting it with in 1st John where he says in 1st uh, John five fourteen, and this is the confidence that we have toward him. Okay, that's him, faith in him, right? Right. That if we ask anything according to his will, Yeah. he hears us, and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. So we're gonna get them if they're according to his will. You know, that's that Psalm 37 cycle of delight yourself in the Lord, who give you the desires of your heart, because you're delighting in him, you want what he wants. And so, but I think this passage is actually more about the decreed will of God because he is making a pretty bold statement about delivery. And so what I think it is, and this is why we do a large part of why we do abiding before we do intercession in two or more prayer meetings, is we want to seek the Lord's desires and will i have the spirit in me lord what do you want to do i'm going to imperfectly interpret it at times i'm not writing holy scripture so (laughs) so i may not always perfectly interpret it but we are seeking it because we have the holy spirit to know what god is going to do and wants to do
1: right right yeah and i and i think a good starting point too mike is let's agree first of all that Jesus was not mistaken when he made those claims. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was telling the truth. He made real promises and he always keeps his promises. So there's nothing we we're not trying to find some loophole in what he said. You know, we're not trying to give him an out or put disclaimers around something that he didn't put around what he said. We're just trying to understand what he said. Yeah, We want to understand what was in his heart. What, did, what was he actually saying? And like you said, it's, it's helpful to hear John write later on, you know, I wrote this, this is what Jesus said, and I wrote it down. And then, I don't know, years, years, decades maybe later, he's going, if you ask anything according to his will, and so he's filling in something that he understands from the Lord That maybe isn't so explicit, so obvious when Jesus said it there and John recorded it. Maybe it didn't seem so obvious, but John understood it and later he writes it. The only thing I do wonder is the gap in between John hearing Jesus say that and writing it down, and then years and years later goes according to his will. And I wonder how many believers are going, Why didn't you say that so long ago? We could have. But. It does fill in your understanding of what did Jesus really mean? And we all agree whatever he meant was completely true and trustworthy and we should bank on it and we should pray according to it. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good starting point. You know, just agree that Jesus was telling the truth and that it's a good solid promise yeah. to believe in. We've got to fit ourselves into it and not try to fit Jesus into, into us into what we want or how we understand it, you know? Mm. So, yeah, but I I think you're absolutely nailing it by saying, if we are delighting in the Lord, then we're agreeing with the Lord about what's good. And then when we ask, we're asking for things that are good according to God. Sure.
0: Sure. And we've talked about this before. It's We're always praying according to God's desired will, like, you know, pray that the Lord of the harvest sends more labors into the harvest. Okay. Absolutely. Boom. It's in the Bible. And then, and I think in a general large sense on on a large scale prayer, like that, God is going to answer that over time. Absolutely. Because the Bible says he's going to Mm -hmm. Um, all people will be reached and Jesus will come back. Right. So those prayers exist. But when we go into abiding and we're asking the Lord, Hey, I want to pray for this person. What do you want to do in their life? And he's going to share things with you. Sometimes he doesn't, or sometimes he waits to, or sometimes it doesn't happen the same way every time for sure. Um, which is very frustrating for us. It's people who want to know, what do I do, Lord? What's the next step exactly? And what's the formula so I can do it this way exactly every time? Yes. And guarantee the results. (laughs) Right. The mystery gifts don't work that way. The, The gifts of the spirit, right? That's why it's the spirit doing it, you know, not us and not our formulas. And so trusting that the spirit is in you, anchoring everything you you feel like he's saying in the word, going through the process that I've mentioned in previous mm. episodes, you know, and then praying with so much faith that for instance, God wants to heal this person. I'm gonna pray with everything in me that this person will be healed and believe God wants to do it so much so that I think he really will do this thing, I don't think he's not going to do it. I have confidence he's going to do it.
1: That's really scary, yeah it, it, but <laughs> and the confidence that he's going to do it is because you believe you've understood from the Lord that this would be good to him, yeah, that he would love to do this, and that's why you're asking for it, you know and and there may be times where we believe we've discerned from the Lord, no, that's not what I want to do right here or right now and uh, so that, that's tough. I mean, it's, that takes real spiritual discernment and patience in prayer. Uh, but I do think you're right that it's, you said the word mystery a minute ago, and this is mysterious, you know, it's a, it's a mysterious space, but we're talking about, you know, an invisible God who created everything that we're listening to and (laughs) loving and walking with. And this is all mysterious, but the idea that we can understand from the Lord what's important to him, what does he want to do? What does he want to say? What does he want to accomplish in a person's life, in my own life? It is, according to the Bible, it is entirely possible that the Lord will, in fact, likely we should expect that God wants to inform us Help us to understand, so that we can pray according to His will, with that confidence. So again, it's it's this nuance of I'm just believing that God is fulfilling these things in me. That I'm listening. I want Him to do things that are good to Him. I want Him to do it for His glory. I want to do it because I, I I want Him to do it because of love and so you're you're only coming to him believing that he's fulfilling these desires that are from him mm. and that's why you have the confidence and and you have this space in you that's willing for him to say not quite you didn't quite understand or not yet or or something you know we're we're willing because he's God and we're not we always have this space in us that we have something to learn that we've misunderstood something, and that's okay. But that shouldn't affect your confidence in God. And and it shouldn't cause you to just not believe he wants to do something. But we, sh- we should come to him with confidence that we're listening, he's speaking, we're asking, he's responding. And that's a process he loves and he wants to accomplish. Yeah. And be willing to step out in faith and actually
0: try. That's right. Right. Like- even though I could be wrong. That's that's where it gets scary. And so really feeding off of that. So into the portion where it's like, okay, I'm interceding. I want to have that persistent widow, long-term intercession. Um, in the parable, it says um, that the reason for it was so the disciples would pray day and night and not lose heart. So like the whole thing is continue to pray into this, keep going at it, um, don't stop, don't lose heart, keep going. And so this is obviously not a one-time five-minute thing. It's a long-term investment. It's an investment of time, of emotion, of heart, and we're supposed to not lose heart, right? But just keep going at it. Somehow God is just so honored by us, right. not just doing the one-time thing, but continuing to go into something. Right. So really it's th- the way that, I'm able to do this at all, not that I'm amazing at it, the Lord has a lot of bearing to do with me in it, but but when I press in for something and I'm willing to really keep going at it long-term, the only way I'm able to do that is if I have faith, you know? I can't do it if I really just don't think God's gonna do it or cares about it. I have to really believe God really cares about it, he wants to do it, and if he doesn't, I'm not gonna doubt his goodness.
1: Right, yeah. I, I love the way you say that. And it and I'm so glad that you brought up in the past that you've prayed really faithless prayers. You had zero expectation. It was just kind of a a ritual. It was an obligation. We're supposed to bring these things to God, but I have no expectation he's actually going to do it. That is faithless. You know, it, yeah. because you you've you've decided in your own mind and your own heart that this is not something that will please God. This is not something good according to him. And, and it's not that I don't think, I don't think anybody l- probably listening to this is thinking God can't do certain things. It's whether or not he wants to. That's the big question that I think we struggle with. Does he wants to, and does he actually care about it? Like, yeah. Like, is this significant to him? Yeah. Does it matter to him as much as it matters to me? Just know this, Patrick. I I didn't actively think
0: I was faithless when I was in that no. life. But if I'm honest with myself, if I look back at it, it's like, oh, God could do this, like you said, but He probably isn't really going yeah, to. Yeah, He probably isn't. He probably isn't. Yeah. The probability is very low. He may actually do it, but he probably won't.
1: Uh, and so, I, what I what I hear, and I've felt those feelings too. You know, I mean, that's always a battle because the 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 spirit's willing but the flesh is weak it's just no help at all you know and and that idea that that idea that god probably won't do this i just think is from the flesh it's we we're afraid of being disappointed you know we don't want to build ourselves up build up some expectation and then god says no and now i'm disappointed and my faith is shaken so we just we just relegate our faith to some remote possibility Um, but I'm not going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen because it's probably not going to happen. And, and that's just not from faith. That's not from faith. And again, it's not that we're having faith in the outcome. It's we're having faith in the person. So the, really, I think the lack of expectation is God's really not that involved in the world, in my life, in, in the life of his children. He's just not that involved. He just doesn't. He doesn't care to get that involved. Really, it's not having faith in God that he is who he's revealed himself to be. He really does love and care, and he's really eager to intercede, to intervene in the lives of his children and in the life of the world. If you have that kind of expectation, God has revealed himself to be this kind of God. Come on. Then when you pray, you're going, I'm praying to the kind of God who loves to heal who loves to change a circumstance, who no. loves to intervene in someone's life, change their heart, turn them around, lead them to repentance, you know? Yeah. The things that we pray for from our guts, that we weep over, that we that we don't want to eat because of we're praying to the kind of God who actually is eager and loves to hear those prayers and respond to those prayers, not some far off distant God who may or may not have time for this or may or may not care or whatever. He's got, he's too busy for, you know, you're not actually trusting in God as he's revealed himself to be if you have zero expectation.
0: Yeah. When you said that, I feel like the Lord encouraged me with this. Wow. Okay. He wants us to care like he cares.
1: Yeah. He face. To care like he can. That's right. Do we really assume that God cares as much as he has said he cares? Wow. So uh, to me, that's where the faith lies. That's why the faith is in him, not in the outcome. But there's something about the outcome that we're, we're going, I know God. This looks like something God would want to do. Yeah. He's a merciful God, gracious, full of love, full of compassion. And so. I know he looks on this and his heart is moved. Whether or not he's going to intervene in the way I think will best express his love, his grace, his compassion, I I don't know with a hundred percent certainty. But I know with a hundred percent certainty he's the kind of God who would want me to ask. <laughs> he's the kind of God. Who it's real. He's there. And and wants us to ask and loves that person or loves me or whatever, whatever it is we're interceding for. Yeah, the thing is though, it's cool. He
0: he understands our our limited faith, and I've seen it where somebody's been healed from prayer, and the person is surprised. The person who's praying, you know, <laughs> it happens a lot. You know, where God like blows us away. You know, it's like, oh, I'm actually surprised this actually happened. Yeah, wait, he wait, what? He yes. he did it. So he's he's you know, gentle with frailty. You know, we'll do stuff week
1: to build more faith. Yeah, and, so. and you and you said earlier about um, being willing to step out. You know, and there's the famous John Wimber quote that that in if you're in these circles of prayer, intercession, or or gifts of the spirit, the, the expecting the miraculous, expecting God to intervene. You've probably heard the quote, but it's faith is spelled R I S K, and It's just if you're not willing to step out and enter into the risk of, I believe God wants this, I believe God cares about this, or God wants to intervene in some way about this. If you're not willing to put some words to it, some action to it, if you're not willing to speak out and and do something in response or in obedience to that belief, then what, what is your expectation? Then I just hear James saying, well, you don't have because you don't ask. Yeah. So I think we need to be willing to step out. And that means not being some kind of heartless, reckless person who's just like every sick person you see, you're just like, obviously God wants to heal you. We're not getting into that space where it's like God always wants to heal everything. And if he doesn't do it, it's because you had a problem. Yeah. We, that is totally an unbiblical idea, but we do want to believe in who God is. What is God like? These are the kinds of things when we're praying for healing, for understanding, for wisdom, for goodness in someone's life. Um, those are the things God loves. Yeah. And we don't, may, may not understand all the inner workings and what he sees that we don't see, but just on its face, is this something that would please God? Yes. So I ask him with the expectation that he cares, he hears, he loves, and he will enter into the situation in some way that is miraculously good. Whether or not it's exactly according to how I requested it, not sure. But it will be very good because he's very good.
0: Yeah. So in terms of practicals, um, you know, how we do it, with two or more in terms of leadership. So it's not just on the personal level, but a group level walking out this prayer with faith. What do you think are like some key practical approaches, either you've done individually for yourself or with people, you know, that you're interceding for how do you kind of lead people in that?
1: So like, a an example, like a moment with a person, they have a need and we're, wanting to intercede for that need? Is that is that kind of get to the question? How do you go about it?
0: Yeah, I would say that and even how you structure your gatherings.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah. Well I mean we in every gathering that we have, we have space built in to hear from the Lord, things that he may want to reveal to us, knowledge he may want to give about something he wants to intervene in Uh, and we give time for people to express their need so that we can intercede so if the time isn't there again you have no expectation so you have to create time set aside time where you're, you're expecting that the lord speaks the lord reveals and we won't hear him unless we listen Uh, I mean, sometimes biblically, the Lord just knocks you off your horse. Yeah, (laughs) You weren't listening at all, but but we're talking about in this context of we're all gathered here to pray. So first of all, taking the time to abide, to listen well with the expectation that he may want to reveal, he may want to speak in some way to minister, to encourage, build up, console, Um, and then giving the availability for people to express their need also, just I don't know why it isn't a part of every single gathering that we give that time for the Lord to enter in according to our intercession. I don't know why that wouldn't be a part of every single gathering.
0: I mean, I know why, but I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we need to say I, I don't uh, It's because of... Um, I, I, mostly American, Christian, coffee shop, Christianity. Not coffee shop, that's a bad way to say it. I love coffee shops with Jesus. I mean, um, uh, the whole consumeristic Christianity, I think, is the reason. It makes people uncomfortable who are not at that level. So what we do is we drag everybody down to the lowest expectation level, instead of bringing people up to the highest expectation level. And so... Um, And I know that's a really challenging thing when you're a pastor, you know, because you got to walk with people step by step to that level. You can't just push them up, you know, bring them up up to the highest level. Right. Um, So it it depends on what your calling is and and what your gifting is, what God is leading you to do with people specifically. So I'm not saying, you know, push everybody up to level 10 as soon as they step in the church. Um,
1: But, And, and the, sorry, just so when you talk about the kind of leveling up, you're talking about the level of expectation. The level of, uh, waiting on the, like, how much are we willing to wait on the Lord? How much time do we spend listening? How much do we expect the miraculous in our gatherings?
0: Yeah. Are we willing to get uncomfortable in a society that is completely consumed by entertainment, constant brain activity, like Mm -hmm. through talking and through us doing. No awkward uh, silence. No awkward silence, nothing like that. Right? Can we get people... Accepting and used to, like, hey, God wants to share something with you.
1: Wait, wait. Yeah. So, how would you say practically that works out? I mean, it's there's the churches are generally trying to be very practical. Yeah. In the way they gather, you know, and but it's just your priorities determine what is practical to you. So, what is practical then about being quiet? about waiting. Uh, the, if the practicality is meant to accomplish the goal of God intervened, God, yeah. you know, we ask, God answered, then how is it? How do you see that being practical?
0: Uh, well, practically praying with faith. Um, I think helping people by instructing them in it and then doing it. People just need a little bit of guidance first, then you do it. And yes, it is awkward the first time. <laughs> first 50 the first number of times right. depending on who you are some people adopt it a lot faster i'm like you like why aren't we doing this because you know it, it's totally biblical and we should just do it no matter how awkward it is let's press through you know <laughs> but but basically saying hey we're gonna go into this time here's some ideas if it's not a time where you have very exact things you're doing like abiding often is and it's like hey Meditate on scripture, ask the Lord for a word for somebody, ask the Lord how to intercede because we're going to intercession time. We want to pray according to God's will. So give a little instruction. You may have to do that several times before people start to really catch on and understand the vision for it, but keep doing it and then keep waiting. And I incorporate music and and things to help people not get distracted and help them thinking we're in the presence of God. So there are tools, especially, I think, music to help that for sure. Um, But at the key core thing of it, it's let's get past the awkward, let's abide, and then we can intercede with more confidence because we have talked to God first. Yeah,
1: yeah. And And I think a, a really important part of addressing the awkwardness is speak to it. And I don't mean like it's a person, you know, I mean, address the fact that you understand this feels awkward for some people. you know yeah, if you're if you're just beginning to try to arrange like prayer time where you're listening to the Lord, you're abiding, you're worshiping, and then you begin to pray and you give space for what has the Lord said to us. As we've been listening, you know, that kind of space is really awkward to enter into. It doesn't appeal to the flesh at all. There's there's no appeal to the flesh. So I think for the leaders, and you've made a a really strong point in the past of saying this has to be led. Yeah. And, And I totally agree. The church leaders need to be behind this, not only to give it authority, but also just to help people, you know, just basically help. And so I think one of the ways that leaders can help is to say, okay, we understand there's the some people are very uncomfortable with quiet or with waiting, but as a culture, we all struggle with that and we need to learn to press through it. So just let's all bear together through the awkward feelings. We all, some of us feel more awkward than others, but... We're going to just push through that because of the, what the benefit can be of hearing from the Lord, mm-hmm. learning from the Lord, being able to really intercede for each other according to the will of God, where before we didn't need to take the time to listen. We have no confidence yeah. that we're praying according to his will. We can have greater confidence if we'll stop and listen. So I think just putting it out there like that and addressing it instead of trying to pretend it's not awkward, then it just feels more awkward. We know how that goes.
0: Yeah. And... I mean, here's the reality. I have an organization for that. <laughs> we, we, we do. We <laughs> convened So, really, that's what two or more is about is, you know, if you're a pastor or you're in leadership, even over a small group or anything like that, um, we want to help you be able to get a model for this and a way to really help people start pressing in with the Lord so they can intercede with more faith. And so, we, we really want to help you. So, the information's in the. Uh, subject line on the podcast but please check it out and and we'd love to talk to you so closing with this just the main points were uh, how do we intercede with faith we have to talk to the lord and and listen we have to listen to him we have to listen to him and meet with him and then we can intercede with more faith because we're discerning his will and what he desires Mm -hmm. and we have to practically we have to make space for that and instruct and help people understand how to make space for that and meet with the lord and listen to him yeah so
1: yeah and and i think you know we we also said as much as you know we want to have that sincerity that we bring, we're bringing things to god that we believe are good because we've taken the time to listen yeah and and really abide in the lord and and love what he loves you know so i believe i'm bringing something to the lord that is good so i'm confident that it will be good to the lord but ultimately my faith is not in him accomplishing the thing my faith is in him yeah i believe in him i trust in his character and so his decision about this i'm going to bring myself under in submission and i'm going to agree with him I'm asking the Lord to agree with me that this thing is good, sure. but only because I believe He's already told me it's good. Yeah. So ultimately, I really just want what He says is good. Yeah. I could have missed it, but I don't think so. So I'm yeah, absolutely, you know, that He's going to love it. Absolutely. And it's
0: the goodness is, of God is not a negotiable. So, yeah. you know, that's not on the table to negotiate that. Right. No question. So as long as we don't have that as a negotiable and. And hopefully we're praying with mature people or people who believe that because you as either a leader or even an individual who's just listening to this, the people in your life yourself, you are grounded in scripture and you're teaching scripture, then you know the things that are non-negotiables, like God's goodness, no matter what happens. Right. So, um, so that's what we're grounding this in. So, cool. Well, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. As a reminder, the Prayer Culture Podcast is a ministry of two or more, which is a crowdfunded ministry. So if you enjoy this content, please check out our website and giving page listed in the description. Also, when you have a second, hit the like and subscribe button.